0: Girl, going to be discussing representation within schools if you haven't heard it yet two weeks ago i uploaded the trailer episode where i fully introduced myself my aims and also some of the people that would be involved in my second segment the loud table but regardless i'll go ahead and summarize what this podcast is all about loud is aimed at empowering my generation gen z and giving us a platform to talk about topics that are important to us since it's so difficult for young people to get their voices heard otherwise we'll be discussing things from wide scale global issues to things that affect us on a personal level and also sharing our own perspectives and stories the episodes are split into two main parts one where it will either just be me talking to you or I'll be with a co-host or interviewee. In the second segment, called The Loud Table, where a group of other young people and myself discuss the theme of the episode. I would also love for some of you listeners to get involved. So if you have any feedback or topic requests, please feel free to send me a message using the Podbean app. Anyway, let's move on to the main theme of the episode. Often when we think about representation, we're thinking about the media and the impact that it has on us to see people like ourselves on screen. However, we don't always reflect on the impact that representation or the lack of representation can have on our daily lives. I've titled this episode hashtag I saw myself because it was one of the hashtags that gained popularity on the internet after films like Marvel's Black Panther and was used by people of colour to talk about and share the first times they felt represented in the media. Now Gen Z is still a relatively young generation, with the oldest of us being born in 1996 and the youngest in 2015. Most of us are still in some form of education whether we've just started school or are beginning to enter the world of work. Since most of us have spent the majority of our time in school, I have decided to focus on the importance of representation in a school environment. On the surface, we can look at representation as purely being able to see ourselves in the teaching staff and people around us, whether that's with our race, our genders, our sexualities, disabilities and more. But it can also go beyond that, and even when we can't always see ourselves in our environments, there are still ways in which we can feel included and represented. But failure to do so can negatively impact the ways in which we all learn and grow. This ties into the ideas of stereotypes which can either positively or negatively impact our lives and are even carried into schools. A stereotype, if you don't know, is a fixed or overgeneralised belief about a particular group or class of people. Claude Steele, a social psychologist from Stanford University, did a study in 1995 looking at the impact that stereotyping has, focusing in that study on the impact on black people. However, his results can be applied to all stereotypes. The results of his study suggested that when we expose a particular group to positive examples and stereotypes, they end up doing better than they otherwise would. This is referred to as a stereotype boost. The opposite is a stereotype threat. Stereotype threats are when people are scared of doing something that fits the negative stereotype of their group, even if they don't necessarily agree with it themselves. This fear of conforming causes a stress reaction that actually leads to poor performance. Now if there's anything that students are worried and stressed about, it's poor performance at school. Whether that's in tests or even general classes, poor performance leads to increased stress, poor mental health and makes performance even worse. So then that made me think, in an environment like a school, why is there not more emphasis on ensuring that every single student feels like they belong, if, at the end of the day, students can be impacted positively and do even better educationally just by having positive examples and role models to look up to? Why isn't it normal for schools to place an extra emphasis on uplifting all groups of people from many different backgrounds? I've actually sent out a survey to some of the listeners to get their input on how representation has affected them. The articles I found on the internet didn't really voice the actual thoughts and feelings of students and definitely would not be able to fully represent this generation's views and stories. I put together a few questions, keeping in mind the opinions of people who feel like they actually have been represented, not only to see if there was a difference between them and those who felt like they haven't, but to get a more complete view of how this actually has affected people's lives. It circulated really well and honestly I got a lot more responses than I thought that I would so thank you to everyone who managed to see it and take part. I'm going to start with the input from people who feel like they have been represented and I'd ask them about the impact that they think it has had on their school lives. I didn't get as many responses on this question but the ones I got were mainly positive. People said that it has made them feel more comfortable and that they could speak up about their thoughts and that they can access support networks which makes them feel safe and happy in the school environment. One response really stood out to me though because the person said that they could access support easily and they were in an environment that was built for them. I felt that was a really powerful observation, especially coming from the person themselves, and highlighted this idea that some spaces actually are, or, or feel like they are, built for certain people and not for others. If a person who actually feels like they are represented feels that they are in an, in an environment that is built for them, then how does it feel for a person who doesn't feel represented? That was my next question. For the people who don't feel represented in their school life, what impact has this had on them? There were a lot more replies to this, and they were definitely not as positive as the last. Quite a few people said that it made them feel isolated. It made it harder to discover people like me. I feel like I can't be fully me. Makes me feel like I don't belong. I shouldn't be there. I need to leave. Just makes you feel a bit invisible. It just feels like they're legitimising the idea of us being weird. It makes me feel outcasted and like I'm a weirdo. It makes me and others that are also underrepresented, feel alone and isolated. It has even negatively impacted people's mental health and caused some people to get bullied or made fun of. Lack of representation for autistic slash neurodiverse people sucked because people bully characteristics of neurodiverse people like stimming or humming and label people and there's no representation or conversations to encourage people not to do ableist things. I found it hard to get help with mental health problems, or get a diagnosis for things. It had me being bullied and told to stop speaking my language and go back to my country, being told immigrants are stupid, being told I'm not supposed to be proud of my beautiful country. I think school or the people in school don't take you serious. They make fun of you and your opinions. They don't even try to understand you. They just start to create a painting of you even though they don't know what's going on. Feeling like I am wrong and that I should not be proud of my differences. It made me less motivated to complete schoolwork. Clearly, from a few responses alone, this is a serious problem. Some students feel so out of place that they can't be themselves or they'll be bullied, outcasts and made fun of, and have much less motivation to do their schoolwork. There needs to be some sort of collective focus to curb this issue so that every student can be in an environment safe enough and inclusive enough for them to thrive. So, my next question to both groups of people was What do you think should have more representation in your school? People said, Different ethnicities, all different sexualities and gender identities, people with neurological conditions, for example, autism, ADHD, Tourette's, etc we should celebrate different cultures and different religions the environment more diversity within the history and literature curriculums especially mental health issues hidden poverty and homelessness especially among students traditions and more awareness of asian culture past the stereotypes that they should be shown and also other cultures as well Um, and the opinions of different people because just because people tell us that something is right or wrong doesn't necessarily mean that it is. I also asked what should schools teach more about whether that's in assemblies or in lessons. So um, people said more about discrimination, respect, and they said that the teacher is not worthy of more respect than the student, um, including the LGBTQ plus community within sex education. Teaching the full history and not just the version that makes countries look good. Um, We need to talk about politics more, someone said. Economical management, mental health awareness and maintaining relationships and stuff. Climate change, the history of other races, sex education in general because everything that this person knows is from their friends. The history of the majority of the immigrants of the country or the school for inclusion. Um, LGBT rights and different sexualities Um, the fact that you can be homeless as a student, black history, cultural appropriation, feminism, general human decency, current issues, self-expression, world religions, cultural representation and different ways of life and understanding that poverty isn't just a third-world issue and how to help your community. Looking at all these questions as a whole we can see that people want more from their schools than just the curricular subjects and stuff to pass and get a grade. Many of the things people want to learn about cross over into understanding the wider world, the bigger picture, and not receiving representation and support from the environments where most of our lives are spent, has had, and will continue to have, a negative effect on people unless there's more of a push for inclusion. We are just about to move on to the next segment, but there is one last question. I don't want to simply highlight the negatives and move on. And whilst we've acknowledged the areas that need emphasis and improvement, I also want to show you all the impact that the schools or teachers or staff who have tried to encourage and include all of their students have managed to have. I posed this question to the group of people who said that they feel underrepresented and asked if there have been any teachers who made them feel included despite their differences and the impact that this has had. Those who responded said that it has had a really big impact on them because they know that they're not alone and they feel seen and it was one of the most validating feelings ever. So we know that when teachers go the extra mile to include their students within lessons, it's just as good as and has a similar impact to being physically represented within a school. Knowing this, if there are any teachers or wannabe teachers listening right now, I encourage you to pay a little more attention to your students in the future and make sure that they can reach their full potential by making sure that they feel happy and safe and comfortable within your classes. Anyway, I'm sure you've had just enough of hearing my voice by now. And with that, we will move on to the loud table. Hi, I'm Charlotte.
1: Hi, I'm Emma. Hi, I'm Isla.
2: Hi, I'm Jake. Hi, I'm Rihanna. And you
0: are listening to The Loud Table. Yay! So, tuning into the conversation, which took place on Zoom, we talked for a while about neurodiversity in general and a few other topics, but I've cut that out because I want to focus on that properly in a later episode. And instead, I've left in bits that are more relevant to this topic. Please excuse the differences in audio quality, and there's also a very high-pitched frequency when some people are speaking. I've tried to cut that out, but it still remains in some parts of this, so if this will affect you, please be cautious. Also, a content warning, there's a brief mention of abuse, cancer, bullying, and intrusive thoughts, so listener discretion is advised. Oh, um, oh yeah, I was gonna say so I think representation, because for me as well, though I'm I'm not uh neurodivergent, but I am black, if you didn't know already, surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could not tell. I'm really sorry you can hear
3: my chair squeaking.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine, we can't, we can't. But um <laughs> I think for me as well, like assemblies, they they can do a lot to the audience. Um we at at one point we all went to the same school and then we've all gone our separate ways and moved, oh, on.
1: Made me <laughs> <We cry>. moved <laughs> on.
0: Yeah, I was <laughs> You're getting a bit emotional. Eh? Yeah. I
4: don't That's regret crazy. it, but <laughs> yeah. me,
0: Honestly, I regret, saying. But, uh, I regret <laughs> Anyway, we'll have this conversation another time. But yeah, <laughs> we went to the same school at one point. But while we were all there, I'm sure that we have never ever had an assembly about um about yeah it was different... maybe it was maybe no. one a year yeah uh, no black it, history month no we never had and a black history it. month <laughs> actually we had the one black history month episode episode <laughs> assembly <laughs> that we did have a teacher actually complained about it mm, I don't remember that actually and um no um remember when black lives matter movement picked up there was a thing going around about racism in schools and our school was on the list actually for one of the teachers complained yeah yeah. um some students did like so a group of black students decided hey let's do a black lives matter assembly and she complained about it so things like that are the impact that it actually has on the students is quite quite drastic i would say yeah because oh, yeah emma like how you're how you're saying that um you know you wish you, you'd have some assemblies that people actually knew so they they could look out for the signs i mean yeah we, we don't really need to look for race because we can see it like most of the time well, so. i
2: mean i i can't imagine how that would make you feel earlier the, like the, the one time you finally get an assembly on black lives matter someone complains about it
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't really remember it. I I think it was the like year seven or something. So I don't know if if I was actually in the assembly, but I when I before I left before I left them um, in year eleven, I did say to a teacher. I said, well, um, I actually want to do an assembly about you know well black, for black history month do something because you know a whole october passed and nothing happened but the way that she put it across was like um oh yeah that's a wonderful idea why don't you put something together by yourself for the year sevens that would be a great idea for the year sevens so
2: condescending <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah I mean um, I
0: don't think she meant it in a condescending way but it, it just felt like yes it's a wonderful idea as long as it's not like a public thing that everyone has yeah. to well
5: about. at the moment and I don't know if the audience knows this because obviously we're filming this but at the moment it is um Black History Month I, I'm, I'm I'm right yeah and actually our school has um done something this year and that I mean it's not saying that it's not the big thing but They've changed the um, background on all the computers to um, <laughs> Black History Month, which I know <laughs> isn't, like, a massive deal because it's the back of a computer. But I'm... It's so, something. I think, that, I think if I was a yeah, year seven and I things. saw that, it's I would better feel... It's nothing, but it's, it's still not.
3: It's still bad. It's still it not good enough. Yeah. it's yeah. just not hmm. trying
1: hard enough. I think, no. I think that's <laughs> the problem sometimes, that they try to do the bare minimum for representation
5: just that so they can say they did yes, yes, to, yeah. yeah just so they can say
3: and I the mean, thing the is color, it's such yeah. a small thing it's a collage of a bunch of um it's a i don't know what you'd call it it's famous. like the silhouettes it's, it's of spe- people yeah it's and um famous. it's like so Yeah, constantly. you can't even tell who some of them are yeah and no you can't i would say it doesn't really have as big an impact as i think they may have hoped and, oh, I like yeah, and there's yeah. like a little link in the bottom right that you can click on, to not click on
0: but I mean that, that then goes on to like performativism like, yeah. because then we, we're mm-hmm. looking at like you know performative oh, activism yeah. and like different brands and stuff coming mm-hmm. out and saying oh Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that but do they really yeah. support the people that they cater to it, um, it it then becomes want to come out as activists and stuff and then they don't even cater to uh, people who are plus sized or um, yeah. with different body it, shapes or I mean we'll talk about this in a later episode but at some point I'm going to interview somebody who who had a deal with a brand who pulled out after they started posting about Black Lives Matter and then started posting about Black Lives Matter themselves it's a bit performative it it becomes a branding thing
5: it becomes like one of those seasonal and just for the audience I've put quotations around the seasonal it just becomes something that everyone can then hop onto and brands it can becomes trendy sell the, yes it becomes and it loses the the meaning of what it actually is and it's yeah yeah it, it does it loses its meaning when you put this sort of like when it becomes so popularized and everyone is doing it but people yeah, aren't yeah. actually stepping back to see the full meaning of what it means and schools I feel like are in this case putting a wallpaper on the back of a computer it doesn't really do much it becomes a oh we put it in because it seems to be going around at the moment Mm -hmm. they put it in because they
0: have to yeah i mean staying on on theme for the for the episode though because this is um you know like about representation in schools we've got the we've got like the i'm not saying like in a negative way but we've got like the obvious ones we've got like race we've got neurodiversity and stuff but branching out into other things i mean I want to ask this question for people like, you know, Isla or, or Charlotte or even Rihanna, how has it been for you guys? Like, do you think it's actually had a, a positive impact on your life to, as like growing up, seeing yourself reflected in the teaching staff and in the environment that you, you you've grown up in? Definitely,
5: definitely, definitely. Because if you've grown up in, and I don't, you two jump in, but if you've grown up with, um, like, like you said re- reflected in the teachers then you have that sort of connection okay audience I've put air uh, quotations over connection because you you're represented in the school re- rather than not represented and it, it definitely because you feel I don't know I, I can't put my word my, my my tongue on the word not, <laughs> not like <that. laughs> but I can't it just <clears throat> definitely, definitely will help you in school when it pushing you to...
3: Mm. Yeah, the thing is, with with things like that, I don't even think, oh, yeah, that's a white teacher, that's a blah, 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 that's someone like me. I don't really think that because it's just something that happens, like it's become normalised in that sense.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, so, um, linking to what Charlotte was saying, that's why, like, for people who are, you know, diff- well, I say different... But um, it's, like, such a big thing when we see ourselves represented in teachers. But I'm going to go back to my um, law teacher. He's absolutely my favourite teacher because, like, I think subconsciously because I can see myself in him because he himself, he's openly neurodivergent and he doesn't try and hide it. And I think that's, like, definitely something that i like, kind of, I aspire to. And um, obviously before that, it was just like, oh yeah, before I was diagnosed, like, oh yeah, I sort of see myself in all teachers, but I think especially for, and like, Aaliyah, you might be able to say something as well, but like, if you see yourself in a black teacher, that yeah. can make a yeah.
0: huge impact I, you. <laughs> Actually, that, that um, brings me to another thing because we've had, um, as you guys know, we've had like maybe two black teachers um, yeah, I, I, yeah, seeing them actually somewhat had a negative impact on me. Not because of who they were, because while they were there, it was it was good, but the way that they were treated was so dramatic.
4: That's what I was Different. going to say. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> the way that they were treated compared to other teachers was actually something that was quite toxic for me to see. What do you, what do you mean by that? Like, okay, talk? right. That's oh yeah. Go Hi.
4: ahead, Jake. Go ahead. Okay, so I was going to say. <laughs> Um, the way that people of color, uh, teachers of color, <laughs> were treated in our school was um, very bad. Like, even though if they were bad teachers, they were made fun of because of the way that they spoke their accents or the way that they looked. Like Miss IT teacher, and then yeah.
1: Miss
5: Yeah, I was going to bring
1: her up. And then, the German,
5: um, our German teacher.
1: Yeah, I think. Um, for a teacher to make a difference it's not just seeing yourself represented in them but it's them actively like talking about them being different so like with um i miss IIT teacher she just sort of almost i don't know i don't know i don't know how to say this without sounding offensive but she didn't necessarily like talk about the color of her skin or or her accent or anything she just sort of i don't know how to word it but like In in her
0: defence, as much as we've had our scraps over the years, (laughs) as As much as we've had our problems, I do do sympathise with her on that level because I do remember when we all had class with her and it it wasn't GCSE. And I do remember the treatment she got from some students was was absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. I mean... In our GCSE class, yeah, I'm not, not going to say anything, but I, um, I I do have a problem with the way that she treated um, her students. Um, but in the big lessons, at least, I know that she definitely did have a oh, bit she, of a yeah, problem. Yeah, she didn't deserve I I, yeah. the way that some I think, people treated her. They I used to just talk yeah. over
3: her all the time. And make fun of people her would mock her. Yeah.
0: So personally, if That's I was that- her, it would be a problem. It would be difficult to actually do or say something about it.
4: I have something to say quickly. Go on then. Go ahead. Um, I think that even though she didn't speak about her like ethnicity and her accent, I think it isn't a person of color's job to have to explain themselves and the way they act and the way that they sound and where they come from. I understand that, Aaliyah, um, I understand that um, like it would be helpful but at the same time, it isn't a person of colour's job to
1: explain everything to them. You should have just accepted it.
0: It's a wonderful point. That is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. What,
1: what I was trying to say with my point, though, is not necessarily that, but I feel like they can be more empowering when they sort of do acknowledge um, discrimination against them. Like when we talk about Miss History teacher, where she would talk about.
0: That's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Like um, stand, stand up for themselves. Like,
1: with, with my law teacher, for example, he's like very open about. Um, So I'm going to keep talking about a law teacher, I just love him. But he's (laughs) very open about his Tourette's and ADHD. Like, he just very openly talks about it. And I think, in a way, that sort of makes him more empowering for me because when teachers are like that, it shows they're not afraid of who they are.
3: And I can also imagine it makes you feel quite comfortable just knowing that there's someone else like you.
1: It definitely... I think he probably understands me um, most of any, well, yeah, most of most of my teachers.
3: And yeah, um, it, is it like, just feels, yeah.
1: it just feels nice, like, for yourself representing that, the mm. fact that he's open about it. And the fact that he, you know, because um, he did the same profession I want to do, which makes me think, if he can do it, so can I, so it's very, like, empowering.
3: How yeah, and that, feel I feel like to, that's what you need. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> how does it feel to have a teacher that
4: has Tourette's? As someone that most likely has Tourette's, <laughs> I have a tick disorder. Um, what is it like? Does he like taking in class and stuff? Because I feel like I'd love it if I had a teacher that was like that so I could see myself and feel more comfortable in class.
1: Um. Well, he doesn't think, we don't really notice his ticks that much. Like I didn't realize until he mentioned it, but I think think it's more the fact that he's so open about it. Like my sister, she's had him, and she said he does do like um a like a neck twitch. But um, I think it's more like with Tourette's and ADHD how he explains. Like he makes up these weird scenarios and says, "Oh yeah, I have Tourette's and ADHD. This stuff just sort of comes to me," and it's very like empowering and how he like freely talks about it. And like, no one makes fun of him as well, which maybe that's because he's a white man. And I don't know if it'd be different if it was a personal colour. But I think it's quite nice that like, everyone seems to be quite accepting of him. So he feels comfortable, but I know that not every, like, if you became a teacher, Jake, I'm not trying to say anything against you, but maybe you wouldn't necessarily feel as comfortable because you might feel you might be more discriminated against. So I think
0: it does it definitely does help that he's a white male. But um yeah. Hey guys, it's me. Don't worry, we'll be right back after a tiny break and we'll be joined by Leela, another member of the podcast. Sorry, um, Charlotte, yeah. did you really bring a muffin to the chat and not expect people to get hungry? <laughs> <laughs> I just gave it to me. <laughs> I've been staring at it for like ten minutes, like debating
3: whether I should eat it or not. Uh, go ahead, eat up. <laughs> this is a table. <laughs> I've
2: been
0: watching you though. <laughs> is she going by Lena? New member, come in. Hello. Hello. We were just talking about, like, do you have, like, a contribution? um, Is there any specific, like, school experiences that you want to talk about in terms of, like, feeling represented, whether that be, like, with the students or with the teachers and stuff? Um, We talked about, like, having assemblies and, and, like, things about different people and different types of people. Um, Yeah.
2: Well, like, are we talking in general or like yes
0: i mean relate it uh, if you want to you can relate it to yourself but if you have a general point you can also bring that up
2: well i feel like we're we're quite familiar with me and if you're not but um like there's been assemblies regarding some issues that personally involve me that have affected me due because like of What is said in those assemblies
0: that we haven't been talking about like topics that oh right so topics that could be potentially triggering to different people who have different life experiences
2: yeah and no one's warned about it they're just thrown in by how much it could trigger them which i think is
5: not i remember um i i remember thinking that i remember people talking very openly about certain stuff certain topics that I remember thinking actually you should give a warning about these sorts of things because you don't know who's come from what background and that actually you can't just give this in an assembly so freely and talk about it so I mean talk about it openly but give people the chance to prepare themselves that is rather a, than just a throwing good point what, um, because um I
1: like about the school I'm at, at the moment because we do these this class called enrichment which is all about like life skills and stuff and they always tell you what the next lesson is going to be about it's like we've been doing abusive relationships recently and they've been given a warning so if you don't feel comfortable we don't have to attend the lesson
0: we don't know what what people have been through yeah um, even just in their daily lives like um and just their life experiences and encounters, for example. I'm going to relate this to me because I don't, I don't know how else to relate it. But you've got some black people who have never been racially discriminated against in their entire lifetime. And you've got other people who have had like incidents and stuff. So, I mean, as Lida was saying, I, I definitely agree. There's certain things that you need to have a warning for because you never know how it's going to affect somebody, no matter what they might look like or act like on the outside.
5: Um, I feel like that happened a lot in rs especially um during the gcse period when you do talk about a lot of very very emotional topics and stuff like that and i felt like that happened
0: a lot in focus days
1: oh yeah yeah they didn't they didn't give a warning
0: the focus day was a day that would have like a theme and we'd all like um do activities related to themes. so sometimes we would have like a sexual education one we've had there was um, a
2: lot on like abuse or sexual education uh,
0: we've had some on cancer
2: which can can be be, a big
0: a big trigger for a lot of people that day was quite upset for a lot of people yeah
2: and like I know like personal experience like I've come out of an assembly or like a focus day like crying because of it and like, obviously, that's not what we want for anyone. We don't want yeah. anyone
3: to have to do that. Oh, yeah. I think um, it's not only just about whether people get triggered, but it's also about how they feel generally about it. So if they give an assembly on something to do with mental health, they'll bring up a very general idea of what it is, and like a stereotypical, so like depression, like sadness. They'll just sort of describe it in that way. They won't explain... How else others might feel, and how it has an effect on not just your mentality but your physicality.
0: I think one thing that we should think about actually is whether everything is appropriate for an assembly, or whether certain things Mm. should be done in like a enclosed class setting with um people, you know, groups of people like discussing it and and dealing with it in in the smaller setting than rather just sort of throwing it to us in a twenty minute assembly.
1: Linking back to what Charlotte was saying earlier about um sort of like generalisation of mental health, but like the, it links to a point I was going to bring up earlier but I didn't get a chance to about neurodiversity. Um, even if it is represented, it's a very generalised and stereotypical view. Like it tends to be, um, like Jake was saying earlier about uh, Sheldon Cooper, that's like a very generalised, stereotypical, and you always think autistic, um, having a meltdown, flapping their hands, focused on one things, wearing headphones and you tend to think of boys as well whereas there's not much like representation in the media or in school for like females um with Mm. autism or just neurodivergent in general and that i think for most neurodivergent things like jake might be able to back me up on this is very stereotyped and generalized views that even if they are represented those there are these very generalized views that are represented like with um, Tourette's, for example, it might be um, like people think, oh, it's just swearing ticks.
3: Yeah, anything? or like OCD with like cleaning. People just go, like, yeah. oh, you've got OCD, you clean a lot. And it's like, well, it's not just that, it's also things like intrusive thoughts. It's yeah. having to, it's the paranoia, having to check constantly, like having your little routines. It's just, it's, it's a bit annoying when people don't understand that there's a deeper yeah. part of mental health. One thing, they'll listen to uh, the stereotypes,
2: the... but they won't do any research to yeah. like,
3: look into what it actually yeah. is. Definitely. Yeah. I I when they meet someone who has a worse form of it, they'll think, oh, what's going on with them? They're a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. They don't understand.
1: I've been told by a, pe- by a lot of people before, and I know they didn't mean any harm, but like, oh, um, you don't look autistic, you don't act autistic, oh, I know someone who's autistic, you don't act like them. And it's because we're presented with this very generalised view. Like, if you look at all uh, representation in media, how much represented is very mild form and how much is, like, this very extreme form. So I feel like um, people just aren't educated enough and they just sort of generalise. And I think Jake can probably add to this.
0: I want to mention um you've got me thinking about how when we look at the themes and the topics of assemblies I mean obviously this will depend on the school that you go to but in regards to our our school a lot of the no, a lot of the assemblies that we had were generally very negative it was all, all unconscious bias uh bullying like those are important things to talk about but at at some point when all you're talking about is bullying all you're talking about is unconscious bias and stuff and don't know how to um move from there we don't know how to do better we don't know that we're not like okay some people have unconscious biases here's what we can do about it we can enforce positive stereotypes by promoting images of black people of neurodiverse people of people that are part of the lgbtq community um
1: Sorry, let's not ignore the fact though that um, they said they were very anti-bullying, but then didn't do anything about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do that quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think a lot of schools do that. Like they say, "Oh yeah, rule for representation," but then um, don't do anything. It's more like, "What yeah. are you going
0: to do about it?" Don't tell me that you're anti-bullying. Show me that you're anti-bullying. Like when they made us sign mm. that, yeah. when they made
1: us sign that pact against bullying.
0: Oh god! Yeah, what is that going to do? Some. They yeah, to
1: make someone writing their good. name
3: isn't gonna yeah, make them not bully someone. My we, we need to make both.
0: it like an active oh. part because when we look at the curriculum, it's it's a lot of focus on on the on the you know the English, the math, the science, the 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 written subjects, the languages, and not saying that they're not important, but there are other things that other things that we need to take away from school. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but
1: um, I was just thinking quickly. anyone we're talking about like in race and
3: ethnicity does anyone have anything to say about like, the lgbtq plus community representation in that because that's something um, that we haven't discussed but obviously i'm not a part of that community but um obviously just, uh, more so at uh, the school i'm at now um <laughs> it, there is there's a lot more people who are a part of that community whereas at my old school because it was a mixed school and not all girls there's a uh it was it was a lot more taboo like if you were gay it was sort of like oh okay you're one of them like I don't think people really thought of it that way but it was just because there were so many people who were straight or whatever it felt they felt pressure to come out or not pressure but they felt pressure to stay in rather than come out
1: I feel like um if you have a same gender school there's definitely a lot more representation on the LGBTQ plus side than compared to like um mixed mixed gender schools
2: it's difficult because I know we we have multiple transgender friends, and they they will have changed their name, uh, uh, on like on the register or whatever. So the teacher will call out their name, and it will be their new name, not instead of their dead name. And the students will start to use it, but the teacher will will still use the wrong pronouns. So although they've got a name that's that's now the, their male name,
4: they'll still call them she and her. They say that, um, especially with the school, that they're like, um, yeah, we support you. But then I spent like years trying to get my name changed within school and they didn't allow it. But as soon as I got into year 12 um, with a new teacher, she was like, yeah, sure. Let's change your name straight away, whatever. So they, I think, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a bit annoying how we're not, certain people aren't allowed to change their names, but other people are. As I have, like, one transgender friend who was able to change his name in the school without, like, any, like, gender clinic, Tavistock meeting. But then I had to wait until I got mine for me to be able to change my name, which was just annoying. And yet they still use the wrong pronouns. They are changing my pronouns, at least in the school now, from Monday onwards. So at least they're, like, nice in that way. But for like other friends of mine, where they used the correct birth no, the correct name, and not the birth name, but they didn't use the correct pronouns. It was because apparently the teachers were told the incorrect pronouns because of the way that person dressed, because they didn't dress completely masculine. They just assumed it was a I'm non-binary sorry. person.
1: That's quite transphobic, though. And even if they are non-binary, like, surely um, they should go by... Um, well, obviously, not all non-binary people choose to go by they, then. If you're assuming they're non-binary, you should ask their pronouns. Like, even if you assume they're non-binary, which, you know, you shouldn't assume gender anyway. But even if you assume that, surely you should ask their pronouns. It just makes no sense to me.
0: I just I mean, want to ask, went... like... Um, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll, I, you know what? I'll ask you. Um... So Rihanna, I know that you've moved moved school for year 12 as well. Um yeah. I wanna say like I know I know you might not have ever felt not represented, but do you feel more reflected like within the staff body, like um at your college than you did felt at the school?
2: Oh yeah, well I do because obviously they've got the, the same interests as me now because I'm at a college so I'm studying one subject, I'm taking a course. Um so the so they're I feel more reflected in in my tutor now because she is, well, she's obviously interested in the same things as me. She's teaching me this one thing. Um, But, I mean, I never really felt reflected at our old school because it was very much feminism and I'd say Christian. It wasn't, like, heavily Christian, but it wasn't exactly atheist. Can I, can I jump either? in for a second? Well, yeah, we had to because do our when read, we say
0: feminism, we? I know that the like, the, like the, like the, the definition of feminism, like a lot of us oh, probably yeah, would class ourselves Radical as feminist, feminism. but yeah. Fem- yeah. yeah I'll, that I'll, That type yeah. of feminism. Okay. Yeah.
2: I don't mean like, I'm not for women's rights, but like, they were so full on women's rights. It was like, women are better than men. And it would be like no one in thing, our it? school felt like it. the men in the assemblies felt so uncomfortable.
1: Because the thing is, um, feminism—it's not just women are better than men. It's like <laughs> equality between the two, and like liberal feminism, which is what I am. They sort of agree that yeah. men also face some issues it's, as well. But I think what you were saying got, about Christian—I mean, I personally, I myself, I'm a Christian. But it did all annoy me that all the speakers that came in were Christian, like they didn't have anyone, like even if they didn't bring any in. What I was yeah. saying before I froze was um, we don't really see like other religions in as um, speakers. Like we don't see any, like not necessarily just atheists, but like other religions.
0: So that's all for the Loud Table segment and I'd love to hear what you all think about this topic. If you want to get involved, you can share your thoughts by contacting me or leaving a comment using the Podbean app. And in two weeks, I'll be joined by Jess and we'll be talking about the importance of having uncomfortable conversations. I'm on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. So make sure to follow me on your podcast streaming service to be alerted whenever I upload a new episode. And I'll be here every other Sunday with the content you need. Thank you for listening, but that's it for today. It's been Ali A. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I will see you all next episode. Bye. What are we doing I for do. the outro? Bye. Huh? Goodbye. I don't know. <laughs> that was so creative, Eila. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely. Oh, I've got an idea. I've got Please. an idea. I've got an idea. Okay, okay, okay. Get ready to turn it down. Um, need sing. We all sing a different laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to get copyrighted? Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to I don't get know, copyrighted?
4: Change the lyrics a little bit. Oh, do you snuggle? Um, we all end just going. <laughs> who, who, who? just
0: said snuggle like, really loudly into the. <laughs> yeah, I just oh, I just think oh, I turned
4: loudly
0: oh. and this has been the loud table Woo. meow bye yeah Yay. bye bye <laughs> just, oh, nice. oh, oh yeah are we so actually cool. disconnected now or are we, or are we just